Hey there, everybody. Dan Blacksburg here. I'm back with the Radiant Others Klezmer Music Podcast. So, last Sunday, on October 28th, there was a concert in Philadelphia. It happened in the afternoon, it happened in West Philadelphia at the Zellerbach Theater of the Annenberg Center, and it was called Soul Songs Inspiring Women of Klezmer. If you've listened to this podcast anytime recently, you'll definitely have heard about this concert, whether it was me plugging it in these intros or with my interview with the creator of this project and the leader of this project, Susan Watts. If you haven't, go back and check out her earlier episode. It's really great. So Soul Songs was a big, big concert that brought together 11 of the most excellent klezmer musicians from North America, all of whom happened to be women or non-male presenting, and they played a concert of all original music. So uh, even though I just said most of that stuff, I'm going to read some of Susan's words, and this is what she says. So today you are in my dream, here with 11 of the greatest klezmer musicians in North America, all of them women or non-male presenting. We are playing our own music, playing klezmer together, and making a joyous noise for all to hear. That's what this concert was. It was incredibly joyful. It was incredibly connected. These women sounded amazing. Their compositions were amazing. And these are all musicians who I know and have worked with for a long time. And it was just so beautiful for me to hear them in this context and to hear their original sounds. So today's episode, I just wanted to get back together with Susan and give her a chance to reflect on the concert and all of the work that led up to the concert And I think it's a really, really amazing conversation where you get to hear what it takes to do something, to sell out a 950-seat theater, to create a piece of music or a concert that fits all these different voices and made them work together so well, and how you lead that and what it means to have done it. So that's what we got coming up today. Now, usually I have music playing behind me for these intros, but clearly there isn't any. Uh, it's for a couple reasons. The first reason is that there's no music from this concert publicly available yet, and I didn't really feel like putting something else out there as filler. And the other reason is because this concert took place one day after the terrible shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. I know for those of us who are Jewish... It can be very scary. It was very scary. But being all together with so many Jewish people, celebrating new Jewish music played by all of these wonderful musicians up there, I found it to be very healing and grounding. And I'm really glad that I got to have that experience at that time, as well as in general. So I don't know. I guess maybe we can just all take a breath to uh, acknowledge the folks who lost their lives and the moment that this all finds us in. Before we get started, I have a couple shows coming up that I want to talk to you about. The first is actually this Saturday, so that's November 3rd in Philadelphia at the Philly Folk Song Society. I am presenting the band Sibylla, From New York, this is an awesome band of young, queer, 
female and non-male musicians who are really bringing a new political fire into Yiddish music and klezmer. And I'm just so glad to have them down here. I'm going to do a little bit of playing with them, which is just so exciting for me. And that's going to be super fun. So that's on November 3rd, 8 p.m., Philadelphia Folk Song Society, if you happen to be around. And then finally, on December 15th, I'm going to be doing my other project, which happens to be called Radiant Others. That's me and Nick Milvoy, where I sort of do my trombone recital of klezmer. And also on that bill is one of my favorite singers in the world, Judith Berkson, who will be joined by Michael Winograd. So that's coming up. That's also at the Philly Folk Song Society on December 15th. And I'm going to have some really exciting stuff that I'm going to announce in the next week or two, I think. Got some great musical things planned for Philly and beyond in 2019. All right, that's enough. Please rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you do. And... Uh, here is my conversation number two with Susan Watts. Well, thanks for meeting me on such short notice. I guess my schedule, I kind of owe people an episode on Friday and I was going through the conversations I had and this week it just didn't, no, I wasn't feeling any of them. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then this morning I thought, man, what if I talk to Susan and we get to talk about this amazing thing that just happened? Coolness. So first of all, congratulations on Soul Songs. <laughs> Thank you. It was amazing. I think everything that you set out to do, you achieved really, really strongly. From what I heard from the people involved and from audience people, it was just perfect. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. Yeah. So I am extremely pleased with the outcome. Right. <clears throat> so... Just to remind anybody who somehow missed all of this and is actually <laughs> listening to my podcast, please let me know who you are because that's curious. <laughs> but, um, you know, Soul Songs was one magnificent concert at the uh, Zellerbach Theater that was sold out. 950 seats. Yeah, amazing. And it really felt that way. Uh, 11 incredible women and non-binary klezmer musicians playing all original music by a number of the musicians involved, which that was an incredible thing just on its own. Yeah. And then leading up to that, there was an entire week and then like an entire of, of rehearsal and putting the show together. And then leading up to that, there was like an entire year <laughs> <Right>. of planning. <laughs> so one of the things that I want to start with was just to give folks an idea about what this process was, how it, how it came to be, and everything. Just to, you know, because often we get to talk about the great gigs that we had back in the day or whatever, but this was something that was incredibly special and new and different that happened like right now. Yeah. So, you know, before this past week when everything really started going, like what was the timeline for this? How... How did you do it? Who did you do it with? All that kind of stuff. I think it would just be really nice for people to get to hear what it takes. Well, it all started when Tony Shapiro Pym called me up on the phone and said, Pew has this grant, a project grant, and we want to apply for it, and we want you to be our project, whatever you want. What's your idea? Name an idea. And we came to this women's 
thing with all new klezmer you know and it's just amazing what it started out as yeah Yeah. i remember being very excited just from the idea of it yeah about how long ago that so this is like october we're about to enter november 2018 i got i got this grant and i graduated graduate school in April and I got this grant in June of 2017. Right. And so then you were applying for it probably starting in 2016. Right. Like fall, like right about now, two years ago. Yeah. Right. So that's about a two year process to do this. And um, had you ever had numbers like this to work with for a project? No. As a matter of fact, we had we had a particular number in mind. Yeah. And when the Folklore Project went to the Pew Foundation for you can get help with your grant, they said, you're not asking for enough money. This is huge. Yeah, it yeah. was. <laughs> Turned out it was, right? <laughs> so really, the Pew picked the number, <laughs> to oh, be yeah. honest with you. I mean, th- not exactly, but they said, you know, this is a big, this is, that's this, great. This is a big project. Yeah. I mean, again, what, what kind of strikes me about it is how much of a teamwork effort it is and how much work really goes into it. But also, super, super kudos to Tony Shapiro Pim and Selena Morales from the Philly Folklore Project. Yeah. Because yeah. they really know how to dream big and make some yeah. stuff happen. Yeah. You know, because this isn't even like the first major project they've done in the last she like, just five made a years. movie, right? <laughs> and then before that, they had another Pew project with these other women, yeah. right? Yeah, so that's the movie she made. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. You want to talk a little bit about what it led up to it? You know, with throughout the last year or so, once you were awarded the project to pursue this idea. Well, then i I had to get the music, so I basically asked people to give me about give me five tunes, and they gave me the tunes, and I chose three for each person, generally speaking. I think I had four, and um, I just picked the ones that I thought that I liked the most and that I thought would go well together. Yeah. You know. And you also worked with Jenny Romaine on creating a show out of it, so it wasn't just a concert. No. I created the show. Right. Jenny created everything you see visually. Gotcha. So she created the coats. She created the set. She created the projections. She created the bima. She she created whatever it was that you saw. Mm-hmm. She made it look that way. Everything else I did. And not just me. I mean, it, it was my ideas, but right. those poems, that poem, Klezmer and, well, the first poem that I opened the piece with, the Soul Songs poem, um, that that piece I wrote. But the Klezmer and was taken from the questions that I asked them. And one of the things I had them do, I said, Klezmer and, and they wrote me back. You know, whiskey, sex, cake, heat, you know. And so I took all their answers and, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I did. Cause it's, <laughs> <laughs> tell me. <laughs> it's goofy. So I 
I took all the answers and I separated them into syllables. So all the one syllable words together, all the two, all the three, all the four. And that was one of the ways that I made the rhythm of the poetry was to to choose those words and just so I could see them, so I could see which ones go together, but whatever. So that's how I wrote Klezmer End. It's all their answers. Right. That seems like a very smart way to organize it. So I just made I just made a poem out of it. Have you ever done something where it required this much creation before? Well, there's a like? lot of stuff on my CD that's delves into other areas, I would say. I agree. Yeah. 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 So I I leaned this way, but I've never had an opportunity to like do something on this no, I've never. I mean, the scale was ridiculous. I've never had. I mean, no. It was epic. <laughs> so let's talk about. I want to hear about this week that you and the eleven women spent together in an awesome hotel. Just, I would say chilling, but you were just working your asses off. Oh my right? god, we did not. I mean, there was some chilling, but we had eight to ten hours serious. Serious days, serious working. I remember seeing you all on Wednesday, and Marilyn was just like, uh, "We're fried." Yeah, we were <laughs> and that fried. was halfway through. Yeah, we were fried. So it what was, was happening there? We were creating basically the way I the way I led it was that I had each composer have a direction for their piece, and that when they come in to the rehearsal. And also, everybody will have known the piece. Everybody practiced the piece. I gave them the music well in advance. So they had it to learn it. So nobody was learning apart. So we all knew our stuff. And the composer of the piece would have, you know, some direction that they wanted the piece to go in. And really, the composer would kind of lead the way, but we would all have input into the arrangement. And we all really all uh, arranged the pieces together. It was pretty amazing. One of the reasons it worked is because I set out saying this. I set out saying, I want a spirit of generosity, of respect, creativity. You're all amazing. Each one of you is a leader. Each one of you is amazing in their own right. I want us all to shine. I want us all to work together. I want this to be amazing. And so if that's what you start out with and you say, this is the feeling in the room that I want, then things start to fall into place. Yeah. And that's that's what happened. Things fell into place. It was hard and there were some tense moments. Don't get me wrong. People have personalities and, <laughs> and all that. But when you can walk out of something like that with a big loving feeling for everybody you work with, that's freaking amazing. <laughs> it, it's an incredible victory, honestly. Yeah. And one of the things that it felt like on the concert was regardless of what was going on and whose piece it was or who was had a featured moment it really felt like an ensemble that had it felt like an ensemble that had been playing together for a lot longer than one week you know although i'm you put in a lot of hours we put in a lot of hours were there any things that like any things that stand out memories in the rehearsal process that you would be interested in sharing i just think that during those rehearsals there were a lot of leaders there's everyone in that band is a leader 
And so there were a lot of leaders. And the most amazing thing to me that, that I got from the rehearsals was the dynamic and how everybody let the leader be the leader, hmm. but nobody was the leader. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of ideal. Do you know what I mean? I think so. Well, I was the leader. Yeah, you definitely were the leader. I was the leader, but I was like in the back. But that the was ba- the stage you set. I was in the background. Right. So, I mean, it was it was really something. I know it was hard. It was hard playing without drums. Yeah. And that was really something that I'm just not used to playing without a drummer. Right. So, it felt weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just so amazing to me how, you know, I think about the tense moments that that there that there were with with people really wanting to be able to express themselves in a particular way and and normally that would like like snowball into some crazy shit and it just didn't yeah or like leave a bad taste in yeah. your mouth or something it just didn't that's amazing it just didn't yeah you know you'd finish the rehearsal and then everybody would be just Having a great time. Yeah. Like hanging out and having a beer and relaxing together. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, with 11 people too. I mean, this is no joke. And, you know, the thing is, is that we really got to know each other, which we really didn't know each other very well. Yeah. You know, because Alicia and Cookie, I don't think had ever really met. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I could see that. And then even when we, for the folks we have spent a lot of time with, I don't know. I mean, you were in a band with some people like Lauren Brody in Mikva, but how much social time did you spend together in that band? Like not a lot. No, I don't. I didn't. I mean, like I got to spend a week with these women. Yeah. All day, all evening. Right. We got to spend a week with each other. How was the performance for you? <sighs> You know, the performance for me was, I I knew this was going to be good. Nobody else knew. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think actually that's like a quality of leadership too. And I don't know that people actually trusted me, but that was okay mm-hmm. because I knew that it was going to be good. So my perspective of the, my prayer of the performance was to let it go the way I want it to go. Just just let it let it be the way that I want it to be. And don't try and make it into something else and don't just do exactly what I want. Don't try to please this one. Don't try and please that one. You know, just do 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 exactly what I wanted and to just love it. Just to to eat up every minute and just love every second of what I was doing and and I did and it was so much fun it was so I loved the performance I mean it's it was so good to be up there with with them finally getting to this point I mean you know I had been this this had been a year already and it was just culminating and like this was the moment. Now, now it's actually happening. You right. Know? <laughs> it's so big. I mean, yeah. and it 
it and it and the thing that was actually happening was like humongous. I know. I know. You know, it headlining a theater like that, selling it out. But you could feel that. I think my mom said something like, what was amazing for her to watch you get up there in front of all those people with all this stuff and just be yourself. Well, that's what I had hoped. I had hoped that it would it would be re- well received. Yeah. yeah. It was really well received. I mean, this is all happening in the wake of some pretty terrible shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This was the day after that shooting at the synagogue in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it was amazing how much this performance was healing, but also didn't have to be about anything other than what you had already planned to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just a really important thing to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it just occurred to me that you probably, you and the Folklore Project probably started the application for this right before the election of Donald Trump. Mm. You know, you never knew that this thing was going to happen a day after something like that, but you didn't know that it was going to happen in the context of any of the stuff that's right. going sure. on. Sure. It's the luck of the draw. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. And it's also good to remember that it's it's an always thing. And that's kind of what makes it so powerful is not that you're just responding to like what happened the day before or what happened, you know, over the last two years. It's like you're responding to things that are like deep and are always happening. As klezmer musicians, we do sort of carry a torch of like being able to celebrate our culture and our heritage, right? And... To see the gap be bridged just a little more. Mm. That was really moving for me. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to sort of debrief or talk with any of the other women in the group? Well, one of the things that's been going around in emails is that we're all having earworms. That we're all we're we're all can't I can't get I can't get the Serb out of my mind. I can't get healthy baby girl <laughs> out of my mind. We're we're like all reeling with each other's songs. Yeah. You know. You know, I was thinking how many Klezmer concerts have that have I ever seen where there was all original material and it's like pretty rare. But this was like a real you know, it was all the different voices. And you did such a great job of putting together the order of things. Thank you. You know, it made sense. It really broke things up. There was fresh energy the whole time. Yeah, you just had all those different compositional voices from like Marilyn Lerner and her pieces to Alicia's pieces, which actually had probably a really large range to Lauren Brody's pieces on accordion. Like, I don't think I'd ever heard her original music before. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, listen to that. (laughs) Yeah. And it all made total sense with who she is. You know, it was that combination of Klezmer and Bulgarian kind of style yeah. thing. But yeah, she's a badass composer. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not surprised, but I just never had the chance to hear it before. Sure. Which ones are stuck in your head? Well, I can't, I couldn't get Healthy Baby Girl out of my, out of my mind all day today. And, um, the Serba, the nine sixteen part of the Serba, mm-hmm. and uh, just all of it. I just, they're just all such great songs. Yeah, yours too. Thank you. Yeah, I hope we get to play that waltz. How do you feel that you've been changed by this project? 
Oh, that, that, you know, I was just at my therapist this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I just, uh, I got to start thinking about myself a little differently. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. In what way? Well, I don't want to get into it, but I just think that if I take a look at what I've accomplished and what I've done and what it takes to pull something like this off, and if I look at that and match the ability to do that up with some of the thoughts I have about myself, they don't jive. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) So I think I need to reevaluate how I think about myself in some ways. Yeah. Well, if if, uh, I can take a moment to butter you up a little, although (laughs) I've already said this to you, what was so great for me to watch is that, is to watch you go from somebody who I've always encountered as an amazing player, you know, you've got like my favorite trumpet sound, to always aspire on trombone to play, you know, play like you. And somebody who wrote great songs already, um, you know, obviously is a carrier, torchbearer of this whole tradition, and, you know, can lead a great band, (laughs) play some fun gigs, to somebody who is really speaking from a personal vision and made something this grand happen. And was able to be 100% the face of it, the front woman, and, you know, setting the tone and the leadership for the whole project. You know, one thing, watching you be the leader on stage was just great. Hmm. And all the things that you said, listening to you on that live radio show earlier last week, and just the way you were talking about klezmer music and yourself and where we are. Hmm. And, yeah. you know, we've known each other for more than 15 years. Long time. Yeah. yeah. I don't get to watch a lot of people I know for that long make a leap of growth like that. Hmm. So I'm I'm over the moon. It's such a fun <laughs> thing to watch. Thank you. And to be a part of in the ways that I get to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <sighs> So uh, what now with this project? You know, we got to get it. We got to get it around, huh? Well, um, anyone who wants to bring us to your huge theaters, let me know. Yeah. Um, but you won't regret it. We're working on a five to seven minute uh, promotional video. Yeah. To start sending around. Yeah, I don't know. People would be missing out on a lot if they didn't get a chance to hear this music and i don't want to hear none of that like well what if we just bring four of you over and you can play right right right. none of that no that's not the thing no it's not the thing it's more than just a bunch of tunes right it's more than just a bunch of tunes and it's more than just a bunch of women (laughs) yeah it's a soul songs it's It's a soul songs yeah 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 i would love to hear from everyone in the group like what they felt changed for them last week i mean and that's mostly responding to a couple things that i heard sort of after the concert for some people i think that um the general consensus is that people have been changed by this i mean that's the the email flow is you know that's what it felt like yeah i mean you believed that that was going to happen the whole time 
I wanted that to happen. That was what I wanted. I, I mean, when I when I dreamed up, when I dreamed up to have a week with everybody to spend a week. That's what I dreamed that it would be fabulous like that. I dreamed that it would be creative making and art making, and we would drink beer together and eat and have a great time and work our asses off like it is that was but what happened at the concert with the audience I could have never that's magic that's that's just live performance you know what happens between an audience and a show is something special and unique and, you know, I didn't have the same experience as you had watching it because I'm doing it. Of course. So, you know, I didn't, it wasn't, there was there was a lot of, I was just, okay, now this, now I do this, and now I do this. And now. <laughs> That's what performing is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You don't, it, uh, if, if you try to perform and reflect at the same time, you're going to get yeah. yourself in, a, <laughs> in trouble. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I think everybody who was there was so ready for it, not just because of what, you know, people were feeling from like current events, but because of what the project was and the way that it had gotten out there, you know, good press and all this stuff, you know, people were just really ready. And I hope as it tours around that people, audiences can also get like really psyched on it as much as, I mean, I'm really not an objective observer here, but I feel like it was clear what it meant to everybody. And I hope that that, you know, as you perform in places where you don't have like tons of friends in the audience, it'll still have that same level of like, we know that this is really important, that something special is happening and mm. that we got to we got to be there, mm. you know. Mm. Hmm. Thank you for saying all those things. Oh, did you, could you? There's no way you could tell, but I had my. I just think my trumpet sounds so good. I got. No. A, I got a brand new trumpet. I could tell. It you sounds sound fucking unbelievable. I know it's that trumpet. Is it the trumpet? <laughs> I, I think, think so. Well, you also been practicing your ass off. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and your high range is sounding really good. Was that? Some, I don't remember you going up there. No, that wasn't something you used to do. No, it's great. Thank you. Got those G's and A's going. Yeah. Yeah. Sizzling. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, luckily we got a lot of music coming up ourselves. Yes. So we'll uh, get to keep pushing it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, listen, I hope that you can get some well-deserved rest and well-deserved grounding. Thank you. And, you know, I'm here for all of it. And Dan, we have to like, we have to get Philadelphia cracking here. I know we're doing it. We're I mean, doing, we're doing it. it, right? Like, right. We got great concerts now. We got a. I got. I got ideas. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. You know, I've. I feel like I've got my foot on the gas a little bit, so to speak. Yeah. And and Philly is going to be. We got to get people playing more. We got to get more people invested. I think we're close to the point, at least in the crew that I'm running with, where 
you know, you got people who have learned a bunch of tunes and who are just going to be playing klezmer here and there. And we're going to be like, oh, there's a klezmer thing over happening over there. That's amazing. Right, right, right. You know, like right. that's that's coming up really yeah, quick. Yeah. And the community is here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we got to just get all these ideas going. I can't wait. I know. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right, Susan. All right, Dan. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray, indeed. That was my conversation, part two, with Susan Watts, centering around her Soul Songs concert. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did, and I hope that you take as much inspiration from that as I feel like I'm going to, especially the part where she talks about how she has to think about herself a little differently now. I thought that was really inspiring. Well, without any background music to uh, play you out, I'm just going to say it's really a pleasure to make these for all of you, and I hope that you really are finding meaning in these conversations. I certainly am. And feel free to reach out with any feedback or thoughts to Dan at Dan Blacksburg or anywhere on social media. And again, rating and reviewing us and subscribing to us is great. It really helps, and it really helps me see where this whole little podcast thing can go. So with that said, I hope that you're feeling connected with your people, whoever they are, whether it's your family, your friends, or anywhere in between. And uh, yeah, I think that we got a lot of great things happening in Philadelphia and a lot of great things that we can celebrate about who we are. So with that, I'm just going to say good night and wish you all a good Shabbos.